Hey guys, my name is Nora Franch and welcome to the podcast, Grateful Blessed Mess, daily reflections for those in the 12 steps. I am a fellow 12-stepper and certified mindset coach, and I am here to introduce you to the value of mindset coaching in your 12-step journey. So if you feel like you are stuck in the steps, if you're slipping and sliding with your abstinence, mindset coaching may help you as it did me, and you can find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. These episodes are meant to invite you in to consider the truths of 12-step wisdom and to join in the very real struggle of living them in action. I hope that it feels almost like a mini meeting, and I invite you to contribute your own share on the Grateful Blessedness Facebook group to keep the discussion going. My comments are based on my own experience, so feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. But my hope is to encourage you on your own daily 12-step journey. As they say, you cannot stay clean on yesterday's shower. So without further ado, let's begin. From a day at a time, the reflection for the day. What about justifiable anger? If somebody cheats us or acts toward us in an outrageous manner, don't we have the right to be furious? The hard-learned experiences of countless others in the program tell us that adventures in rage are usually extremely dangerous. So while we must recognize anger enough to say, I'm angry, we must not allow the buildup of rage, however justifiable. Can I accept the fact that if I am to live, I have to be free of anger? Today I pray. Even though I go out of the way to skirt them, may I be aware that there are There always will be certain situations or certain people who will make me angry. When my anger doesn't seem justifiable, with arguable reason behind it, I may deny it, even to myself. May I recognize my anger, whether it is reasonable or not, before I bury it alive. Today I will remember, it is all right to feel anger. Okay, so a lot of ways we can go with that one. Justifiable anger, I gotta say. I recorded this reflection yesterday, and for whatever reason, I was like, I just want to make sure it's um that it recorded right, and it didn't, and I got angry. <laughs> so I want to describe that experience to you. I felt very hot all of a sudden. Like it started in my neck, and it shot up into my face, because <laughs> it was 10 minutes of my life that I will never get back, right? I mean, that's I get infuriated by that. Sometimes, often, (laughs) there are certain things that will make me angry. And I I felt justifiably angry because I took the time to do this. I set it aside. I I prioritized it. And, you know, the universe is working against me because it clearly just doesn't want this to work. So I'm creating a story in my head that's making me then even angrier. And really what it was is that I forgot to turn the mic on. Okay, and so now I'm starting to get angry at myself a little bit. But then if I want to accept reality, accept the fact that I am a human being who is imperfect. I know it's silly, but I'm already starting to breathe a little more like relaxed. I, uh, I can accept the fact that sometimes I'm going to make mistakes, that that's part of living. I don't like it, but I can acknowledge that. In the big scheme of things, 10 minutes, it could be worse. (laughs) Moving on. Justifiable anger. This one's one's tough. So what this one takes me back to is 
Um, actually, wait, I want to start at the today I pray part. So, and I like how they comment on, they say, when my anger doesn't seem justifiable with arguable reason behind it, I may deny it even to myself. So let's start there. We have to acknowledge that, that often we get angry and sometimes it's justified and sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes we're just mad because we're in a bad mood or, you know, someone did something that was annoying, but their intention was not to cause harm, you know, or, or we're just being extra particular about something or we have a trigger or something. So whether the anger is justifiable or not, we need to get to a place where we're able to, first off, identify the fact that we're angry so that we don't bury it but also allow it, allow it, allow it to exist. Don't persist in it. Don't turn it into rage and, and, and wrath and, you know, this vindict, vindictive event that you go on, but we can allow that emotion. And I think a lot of us just in general, strong emotions are uncomfortable. We don't like them. We kind of try to get away from them. So we either tell ourselves we're not angry or we think we shouldn't be angry. So then we pretend we're not angry or we know we're angry, but, you know, nobody cares. So I'm just going to have to move on or something like that. I don't know. Um, All of those lead us back into our disease. Any unacknowledged emotion leads us back into our disease. That is what I have been learning along the way. That's what I'm coming to know. And what I'm also coming to know is that I, for some reason, think, I think, I think that I think that emotions are very scary. The negative ones, you know, the not super happy, delightful, (laughs) lovely ones. They're ones that I try to get away from. And I'm coming to learn that uh, every emotion has a purpose, that it is more like a, a a light on the dashboard where, you know, like when your oil's low and the oil light goes on. I don't know how low. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much time I have to get it checked, but I know that I have to attend to it. And so depending on how intense the emotion is, you know, the sooner I have to attend to it, the more intense it is, the sooner I have to attend to it, or it's going to cause some wreckage. Not to say that the emotion itself has its own persona and and abilities, but if I do not check it, if I don't process through it, if I don't accept that I'm actually feeling this emotion and try to stuff it down, it's going to shoot out sideways somewhere else. Because it, emotions just, they, they demand to be heard, really. And they serve a purpose. And so I think that it's a good thing. It's just that I speak for myself, really, but I, I can kindly refer to myself as emotionally illiterate. <laughs> like, if someone would ask me what emotion I was feeling, I'd be like, am I feeling an emotion? Am I? And truth be told, from what I've learned, it's it's impossible not to be feeling an emotion at any point in time. So that's kind of a fun challenge. Like, right now, right this second, like, can you put a name to it? Can you put a name to the emotion that you're feeling? I don't know. Does a word come to mind? 
Or are you kind of like, I, you're not allowed to say, I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's where a lot of us are at. I think that's a lot of where our culture is at, actually, that, and often if we can't identify the emotion, then, you know, we take it a step further and we're just like, well, what does your body feel like right now? Where do you feel like the most like intense or uncomfortable feeling? That That's something um, that I've worked through with coaching. That That's a coaching thing, but that's been something that's super helpful in helping me with my emotional sobriety. Like I said before, that's that's what coaching did for me. And, and I just, gosh, I feel like that's the root of my disease. Of my disease. <laughs> um, so can I accept the fact that, that if I'm to live, I have to be free of anger? <sighs> that goes both ways. Can I accept the fact that if I am to live, I have to be free of anger? Yes, we have to be free of holding on to anger, I would say. We, I mean, we just we just stipulated that anger will happen. And sometimes it should. Sometimes it's a good thing. It's not always bad. And sometimes it just, you know, is an indication that someone did something that was wrong and you want justice. And that's a good thing. Um, but we have to be free of hanging on to anger. And that brings me back to that part in the in the big book where they talk about the grouch and the brainstorm that are not for us. And they are the dubious luxury of other men. And that line has really, really stuck with me. And that's why I can pull it, right? Um, that line has really, really stuck with me because I go there a lot. I go to the grouch and the brainstorm. I I puzzle and I ruminate and I, I get fumy and steamy and and just can't, you know, just get stuck in my own head. And the big book tells us that 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 is not a safe place for us. That is not a safe place if you want to stay sober, if you want to stay abstinent. So I lean on the experience of those who came before me, and I, just from my own experience too, believe that to be true. And so that's where I get to take it to the the seventh step prayer. And that's a beautiful thing. And you say, um, you know, my creator, I'm now willing they should have all of me, good and bad. Please remove from me every single defect of character, including my propensity to hold on to this anger, my rumination, my, my brainstorming, my grouch, that grouch within me. Please remove every single defect of character, all those, so that I may be of better use to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here. Amen. You know, that's like six and seven. That is that is my home now. And, you know, but <laughs> the rest of the steps, obviously. But six and seven is like really where I've been living lately. And it's the part that mystified me in the beginning. And I think that's why I'm so excited about it, because I think it held me back in my recovery that I couldn't put a finger on character defects that I was participating in. Like I just didn't even know it couldn't put a name to it and just like emotions like I'm feeling this emotion I'm feeling anger it is so helpful to just be like yes that is what that is and when I'm angry I can say I'm, I'm acting on the character defect of, of self-righteousness like I think I'm better than than this other person because I never would have done that and how dare they <laughs> and I laugh but like when you're in it it does not feel so fun um but I just want to draw your attention to that because if that is your struggle, I, I'm with you. <laughs> if that is your struggle, like this, there is a way. 
there is a way to actually put a name to stuff. And when we put a name to stuff, even psychologically, that calms our nervous systems down. And it makes life a little less scary. And it gives us a little bit more control over that thing that makes us want to turn to our disease and our substance of choice. So this is not, I feel like it's not as good as the one I recorded the first time. (laughs) It it definitely went, uh, there's another tangent to it. But I hope some of that spoke to you. I love you all. Um, Reach out if you have any questions about, about, oh, I want to do my own separate thing about just emotions. How do I identify an emotion? And then just like help like a thousand people on a phone call and just like, you know, bang it out or on Zoom and just be like, well, identify that emotion and identify that emotion and identify that emotion. (laughs) So if any of you are interested in that, reach out to me. I think that would be a really cool thing to organize and orchestrate because we're we're all in it. We all have emotions. We all have bodies. We all have psyches. And the emotions are like <laughs> where body meets psyche, I feel like. You know, we, we no one can not be experiencing that. And, and I truly know for myself that that has been the root of, of what drove me to addiction. So that is all for today. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. But more than that, it's important to me to give listeners like yourself a place where you do not need to feel alone on your 12-step journey. And for that reason, I've created a Facebook group. It's called Grateful Blessed Mess. And it's a place where listeners can go to add their own commentary on the share for the day in addition to my own. And for us just to have a conversation or start a back and forth where people can find support in their 12-step journey. This is not a replacement for 12-step work. This is something outside of the 12 steps. It is simply something that has a heart for the 12 steps and those who are in it. And so welcome. If you are here, chances are you may also be a bit of a mess. And I hope that you can learn to find some gratitude in the blessings that have come from your messes.